Oh, here we go. The Gaslight Anthem. It's the Gaslight Anthem 45. This is the Entertainment Entertainment Podcast. An entertaining conversation about entertainment with comedians Justin Angermeyer and Caitlin McKee. I'm Caitlin McKee. I'm Justin Angermeyer. This is the Gaslight Anthem 45. We just said it. Yep. Uh, we're starting with a little bit of that. Look at this jersey guys coming through. They're singing about Jonah Hill and Sarah Brady's um, dysfunctional uh, text message expose that's been going around. All of the gaslighting has come to light. Yeah. And 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 it's taken the world by storm. This Jonah this Jonah Hill Sarah Brady story. It's the new Titanic. Uh, <laughs> it is the new Titanic. The new Titanic submersive it hot is. topic. Is wow, Nadia, I was thinking of the actual <laughs> Titanic ship. You're absolutely right. This is the new uh, story where everyone's going to freak out about it for three days, and then we're all going to move on. Forget about it, yeah. yeah. And then we're all moving on. Yeah. And right now, the moment is Jonah Hill and Sarah Brady, specifically Sarah Brady, releasing these texts about Jonah Hill. And Jonah Hill, I just want to say, like, we're watching. Okay. What is that? <laughs> I'm shading Jonah Hill. Oh, okay. I'm shading Jonah Hill. Okay, I thought I, Jonah, we have eyes on you. Sarah, we're here for you. If you need us, come. We'll come woofing. Yeah, that's what Lala said to oh. uh, to Tom Schwartz. They laughed in her face. Oh yeah, which is amazing. That is amazing. This is. I don't know. This is a pretty trashy turn for Jonah Hill. You know, I mean. First of all, this trashy turn for Jonah. It's a pretty Hill. trashy turn for Jonah Hill. Um, I guess we yeah. should have seen it coming with Stutz. Like it's yeah. like that was the real foreshadowing that something dark was about to emerge. Or yeah, the, if you don't know, jo- Jonah Hill made this documentary for Netflix about his therapist called Stutz, which is the name of his therapist. I didn't watch you like watch some of it, right? I did watch some of it and it was pretty insufferable. And I love Jonah Hill. I still love Jonah Hill despite this whole mess. It's fantastic. Um, he's been in so many great things. He's so talented. He's yeah. so talented. He should have won Best Supporting Actor for Wolf of Wall Agreed. Street. Agreed. Yeah. I don't even know who won that year, but it should have been Jonah it Hill. It should have been Jonah Hill. He was so he good. He made at that it. movie. Yeah, he's he's he made that movie. Yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll get more into it. But um yeah, so, what were, what were, sorry, I, I thought, I started thinking about Wall Street, and I went off topic, but um, um, we're talking about these texts that came out. This Just tr- trashy turn. It's Jonah. a trashy turn for Jonah Hill, and um, I, I, I think, yeah, okay, so he can't, he basically already exposed himself as a bit of a nightmare with this Stutz documentary, because <laughs> yes, it was, it just wasn't good, it was like him talking to his therapist, and it still was ultimately about him and not his therapist, um, it really <laughs> was kind of just about him, Um so, yeah, and again, I think the the Sarah Brady is a surfing influencer. So, again, Jonah Hill, you brought this on yourself. Uh, if you're dating a surfing influencer and you think it's not going to blow up in your face, you yeah. you need to find a new therapist to make a documentary about. You know what I mean? <laughs> you agreed. Yeah, um, yeah, you need to do some soul searching there. It was, it was, yeah, it just wasn't going to go well, clearly. I, my, uh, my only real take on this is, in, you know, specifically about these text messages, like, he comes off like a pathetic loser, and she looks like an idiot. Yeah. I'm sorry, that's kind of how I feel about these two people here. Yeah. She looks like a dumb idiot. Yeah. Sorry, I'm canceled now. It's over. Yeah. And he looks like a pathetic loser. Right. He's not a predator. He's just kind of a pathetic, controlling idiot. Um, <laughs> yeah. An insecure, insecure man. Because um, I am like, dude, like you, like you said, like you. You're 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 dating a 25 year old surfer. Her ass is going to be out on the waves. Right. And that's and you know what. 
she's going to get views on her Instagram. So let's get with it. Right. That's her brand. That's her that's her bread and butter. And um, also, if you're dating anybody who has over 500 followers on Instagram, they're thirst. They're 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 looking for more. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, they're they're... going to turn on you. Like, Why do you think that any of these women that you date are who have like if their Instagram is not private, don't date them. Uh, Dummy. Wow. It's a great point. You are not their priority. No, no. And also, they're just. Yeah, they're gonna use they're gonna use you to get more followers. I These sh- girls will be having sex with Colin Jost in two years. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> if you are dating one of these one of these girls, just know it's Colin Jost, whoever else. Yeah. Is going to be fucking your girlfriend, and she's going to be putting you on blast on the internet. Yeah, or the or, fact... Yeah, or she's going to be putting you on blast on the internet. It doesn't matter what you... You know, She was you were mean to her dog once, look out. That's going to be an Instagram story. And emotional now you're going abuse. To be emotional abuser. Deranged. Yeah, hates animals, serial killer vibes. <laughs> um... Yeah, so Sarah Brady, she's a surfing influencer, and she has been posting many Instagram stories, screenshotting texts between her and um, Jonah Hill, where he's basically just kind of has these lists of demands for their relationship, saying, like, if you need to do a XYZ, like, show your ass, have have uh, close friendships with men, then this is not the right relationship for you. And that's pretty much seemed like the extent to his... Um, Whatever, ga- if that's gaslighting, that's actually not gaslighting. Gaslighting is when you say, hey, this is gaslighting, and they go, no, it's not. You know, that's gaslighting, but just someone saying, like... Well, I guess, like, gaslighting in this situation, too, would also be, like, Jonah Hill being, like, great pictures, I love them, and then, like, exploding about them. Would that be kind of a gaslighting thing? No, no gaslighting no. is when someone says... Um, you, you know, if, they basically negate everything you say and, and turn it around on you. Mm. So that's what gaslighting is. It's basically okay. if you're like, they just make, it, it just the person says, oh, it's actually, no, it's your fault and you did this. You know, they just, they. And they, they just completely just always turn it around on you. Always. Pretty much. Never. And they yeah, just yeah, make right, you well, think. Look at me getting a lesson in gaslighting here. There you go. And I'm gaslighting you, actually. You're right. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting gaslit. <laughs> yeah, but that's gaslighting. It's just making you think if, if something like. Um, if you're like, oh, the sky is blue, and then the gaslighter would be like, no, it's purple. Actually, you're crazy. If you think it's blue, oh, oh, you're crazy. Okay, Do you know I what I mean? It. Like that. I get like, it. God's gaslighting. I get it. Um, but um, so so yeah, all these. I guess she's saying all these. You know, she's putting them in her fucking Instagram stories. Which, first of all, like she's <laughs> anybody who is like screenshotting their boyfriend's uh, problematic texts and then putting in their Instagram stories with, like, a sparkly fuchsia, um, like, toxic boyfriend TikTok text above it is a uh, toxic person themselves. Like, these two, like There's you said... a lot said, of toxicity going yeah, on. Yeah, like, she's an idiot. And Serge Tankian. A big part of the... Um, what? I made a toxicity by system of a down surge tankian joke. Exactly. I didn't want to let that go uh, unchecked, <laughs> so, so I just wanted to make you a, make you repeat it. That's and, a, I yeah, I'm I got a white claw going. Yeah. I, I've got uppers and downers going. It's it's a good time for me. He's going to make some system of a down references. Yeah. Let's just make sure we uh, catch them and don't move on too quickly. But um, what you know, one of the things that uh, Jonah Hill kept texting his surfing influencer girlfriend about was like, if you. I'm sorry that we can't do surfing social anymore. Like, he kept just talking about... Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, I did see the, 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 the bickering about the social, the surfer social. Surfing social. Surfing I don't know. social. So if your relationship depends on something called surfing social, um, 
I, I, I just think, rip, just get it, end it right there. Right there, walk away. There's, it's going to be better for both of you to walk away. You walk away, and yeah, and it too, too, bring up with his demands. I don't even know if I already commented, but it is like you're dating. Yeah, we already said it. You're dating a 25 year old surfer, Jonah. Like, come on. Yeah, uh, it's not going to. If you know it's not going to work, if she's going to be in the ocean with her ass kind of out, then just don't even try. You know, that's it. Then date a girl with a private Instagram or don't date a girl. Yeah. Like, come on, dude, what are you doing? Um, also, Sarah Brady in sharing these messages, you know, she's she screen she's screenshotting these messages. She has the TikTok graphic with like fuchsia writing that just says like toxic narcissist. <laughs> Even though it's like, okay, what about you, Sarah? Um, anyway. Yeah, but, is this a commentary on Jonah or herself? I know. Like, you're sharing <laughs> private text messages, like, without his consent. Isn't that, like, predatory? Anyway, I'm canceled now uh, for calling the victim a predator. Anyway, um, but so also in the comments in one of these articles about it, I saw someone, some person commented, like, to the text messages that Sarah Brady shared saying, every millennial woman has had to deal with this. <laughs> Meaning every millennial woman has had to deal with like someone um, texting them and check text harassing them. And I was like, well, I would rather deal with someone text harassing me than not be able to have a bank account or a credit card without my husband's uh, signature. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, mm. what a burden of being a modern woman that you might get some shit, you know, you might get a barrage of text from an asshole guy. It's like, girl, you can block them. It's like you literally have a digital security guard in your phone. You block them and you move on with your day. Like, how is this? You know what I mean? It's a text. You block them and you move on. How is it that? I I just don't see it as that. um, I would take a, a controlling boyfriend texting me over, like, not being able to get a bank account. and You know what I mean? Like, what are yeah. you even, what, what millennial burden? Like, fuck off. Stop. It's ridiculous. We as millennials, this resonates. <laughs> I know. We've all been on the receiving end it's... of these texts from Jonah Hill. Right. Yeah, everyone, every millennial woman has had to deal with her boyfriend saying, I'm sorry, we can't do surfing social. It's... It's such a burden for millennial women when surfing social is canceled. I mean, I grew up in like a surfing town. I think we both kind of did, like East Coast beach town. We both. I grew up down the Jersey Shore. You know, yeah, you grew up on Long Island. I'm from Long Island. Yeah. I'm from the fucking Hamptons. I'm not. You know, I'm, I'll say it. I'm from. I'm from the Hamptons. You grew up in East Hampton. I did. I grew up in East Hampton. I worked for the rich. There's two classes in the Hamptons: the rich and the work for the rich. I worked for the rich. I'm not rich. Mm. Whatever. But you know, Montauk is like a surfing town. It's like completely completely inbred surfers all they all fuck each other and then they all have children it's just like this explosion of blonde beautiful surfers yeah no and there was a crew that i went to high school like a well-off popular kids crew i wouldn't call them specifically surfers i think some of the kids did surf but the same type like rich east coast elitist they're they all fucked each other and wound up marrying one of the one of each yeah. other and yeah, yeah and they're pretty they're very good looking but their whole identity revolves around something that everybody loves the beach and it's like well do you like anything other than the beach and it's like well they like snowboarding and that's well that's the beach in the winter so no you just like <laughs> you just like to do things that you can ride people basically. just like to carve it up yeah. Carve up the slopes. Their entire personality revolves around vacation. I shred the waves, I carve the slopes. That's nightmare. what I do. Nightmare. Absolute yeah. nightmare. And there's a reason, you know, and then it's just those people just constantly breed and have more people whose entire identity 
revolves. And then we're they, on like the fourth to sixth generation of these people. At it's this point. scary, and yeah. they all just like come back from winter vacation with their bleach sun hair and their <laughs> chap lips. And you're like, put chapstick on. You're not in Costa Rica anymore. <laughs> yeah, my put on God. some fucking chapstick, Jesus. So, yeah, I just think Surfers, it's just not a good pick for a charismatic actor, okay? She's not going to work. She's boring. This whole story, trigger warning for Caitlin. The surfing vibes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I won't get into it. I where's had, Sarah Brady's trigger warning there? Yeah, I, I had a crush on a surfer. I, I mean, I'll tell it here. Like, I had a crush on him. He finally realized I... I... I okay. I don't even know. I... Uh, so we hooked up. This one party. It was like, I went to this party. And um, he like... I, I don't know. He was like... I was like, oh my God. I think he wants to hook up with me. It was like this great moment. And um, when I was in high school, I thought that if I gave guys blowjobs... They would want to date me because they couldn't give themselves blowjobs, but they could jerk themselves off. Do you know what I mean? So that was my logic. I was like, if I give him a blowjob, he'll obviously want to date me because, like, he can't do that himself, so he'll need me, you know? That was my... That's smart. Right? I know. This is why, yeah, things worked out for me, obviously. (laughs) Um, So I gave him a blowjob. I gave him a blowjob at the party, okay? It was so weird. He never spoke to me again. The entire school found out about this. Yeah. The entire high school found out about it. Um, he never spoke to me again. But again, do you know what? I learned my lesson. Don't suck. Don't give blo- don't give surfers blowjobs. They're, just don't. Just stay away from surfers. Okay. It's shame Instagram wasn't around for you at this time. Right. Oh, to, thank to, God. To, to put, oh my God. Put, put him on blast. I would have been put on blast. I would have been slut shamed. It was ugh, it was horrible. The entire high school found out about it. Like, it, like I was at a, a New Year's Eve party with my cousin standing next to him, and like these kids kept. They're like, you know, you you know that thing you did to the surfer boy. Will you do that to me? I mean, it was like a whole fucking wow, thing. Yeah. I can't believe I just. We have, like, two listeners, so two listeners listening. You got some juice in this episode. Yeah, well, there you go. But all I'm saying is, like, uh, yeah, surfers, just stay away from them, please. And uh, girls in high school, just, just, you can give guys hand jobs or blow jobs. They're just, they're going to, they're going to ditch you. You learn your lesson, you know, you learn your lesson. It's not easy. <laughs> but um, anyway, so that's my take. Yeah, surfers are idiots, and Jonah Hill should not date surfers and this girl i'm not surprised that she's she needs jonah hill's uh like controlling toxic text messages to like you know they're like to expand her surfing career it's like there is a reason that um pamela anderson left kelly slater for tommy lee it's because he's boring wow he was, you know she was with mean? kelly slater before tommy lee. yeah wow. yeah it's like surf i mean how much can you do oh look she's surfing again cool or like that, uh, <laughs> remember we watched that show, like the 100-foot wave about the guy exactly. who was trying to surf the 100-foot wave yeah. and like made his wife surf and she almost like died. Yeah. And he was like screaming at her like, get on the board! Like yeah. while the wave was about to drown her. The 100-foot wave guy, yeah, he convinced his wife to go into this treacherous surf <laughs> and he said, as long as you listen to me, as long as you listen to me, you'll be fine. And so he told her like when to drop in on the wave or something. She but immediately she, goes down. She was too scared and and she gets completely sucked in under the water like almost drowns and his he's not concerned he's just like she should have listened to me he was screaming at her he, yeah, yeah he's yeah. like well it's because she didn't listen to me and it's like okay yeah so there that's the that's the surfing vibe that you're yeah. you know for whether you're a, a girl dating a guy surfer guy dating a girl surfer because you know can i say something about sarah brady yeah this is not nice but i don't think there's a lot behind the eyes there <laughs> I don't think there's a lot going on behind the eyes. These surfers are like with Sarah Brady. She doesn't. I don't think anything's happening there. 
Well, also, yeah, she admits that she has mental. Th- th- another thing about this whole scandal, it's just like two people with op- who are open about their mental illness, like tra- traumatizing each other. <laughs> yeah, that's what's going on. I mean, here. it's like she's like, I have bipolar disorder, and it's like, well, are you having an episode? What the fuck is going on, girl? You know, like she has bipolar disorder. He makes a documentary about his fucking therapist, and it's, now yeah, they're a, both just warring each other. Who can who can traumatize each other to make? Each yeah. other's therapists work harder or something. I don't know. <laughs> no, it was doomed from the start. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, as far as, like, the weaponizing um, therapy language, like, what's been, I've seen going around. Yeah. It feels like they're both doing that. Like, in these yeah. old text messages, like, they're both kind of abusive. So it's like, I don't think you could say just Jonah Hill is the one doing that. Yeah. So it seems like they're both weaponizing their mental illness against one another. And yeah. it's crazy and it has to end. And it did end, but it, it, here it, we are. Yeah, it's really dark. And also, just block him. If, if like your boyfriend is sending you controlling text messages, just block him. And, like, I, I, I honestly, like, the, the as far as, like, what Jonah Hill did, he just was, like... He just seems like a little controlling, insecure boyfriend, and he was making certain demands for their relationship, and she felt like he was trying to, like, control her, but it's like, if if that's the case, just walk away. Like, it's just clearly not working. I don't understand. Like, is he perfect? No. Yeah, no, I think there's two wrongs right from the yeah. start there, with Jonah Hill sending that crazy list of texts to the surfer girl, who is obviously going to have her ass out while she's surfing right. and taking pictures for Instagram. Yeah. It's like, you know that from the start, and then with this girl... Like, just walk away from that text immediately. Yeah. Because that's it. It's Locked. over then. Yeah. Locked. Can't send me any more of these like, controlling text messages. Yeah. You know? I, you know, I, I guess there was some stuff that came out that, like, she was saying, like, you know, you were going to put a ring on my finger and have a baby, blah, 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 this and that. Like, I think that was, like, something that eventually came out maybe today. Okay, what does, but but does, I'm like I don't think you two. Does really that make him a predator? I don't understand. Like, no, no. I guess what I'm yeah. saying is like, yeah, I, I don't even because I was gonna originally say like I don't even know if you two really even cared about each other at all. Really, the two of you. Yeah. Uh, and then she says that, but it's like maybe she did. But I'm like I don't know. I don't know. I really don't have too much more to say about this. I think she's using him to get attention. I really do. I think she's using this to boost her online influencer realm or whatever. I'm sure her follower account has gone way up. Or even just her profile. Now we all know her name. We all know Sarah Brady. Yeah. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's And honestly, I, I just think what he did in these sex messages is pretty fucking, it's not that egregious. It's 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 not great, but it's not like... You know what I mean? It's it's like the Aziz Ansari story from like the whole Me Too movement. It's like, all right, it's not great, but it's not. I, I don't yeah, really see yeah. it as like that fucked up. And I think I'd be more upset if there was like a story about Jonah Hill being mean to wait staff. You know, like I think what James Corden did about bitching, bitching. Yes, about- <laughs> yeah, like Ellen getting a waitress, trying to get a waitress fired. Like it's like those yeah. are more offensive than yeah Jonah Hill being like a weird loser. Yeah, just being a controlling, insecure boyfriend. You know, and yeah. also like if he was on the cast of Real Housewives, Real Housewives of New Jersey, they would all be like, ah, oh, he's just you know he's an Italian, he's a classic Italian. <laughs> you know, he's like. Uh, I mean, he's just, like, being controlling. I don't know. Like, I just don't see it as that egregious. And I kind of see what Sarah, to be honest, what Sarah Brady's doing is sharing personal text messages without asking is pretty fucking, I don't know. I think that's a little bit more egregious than, like, a complicated, uh, maybe not perfect relationship, you know? Like, going, like, just 
like trying to trash Jonah Hill. Yeah, I mean that seems Why? to be a, a bigger theme from this whole thing too. Of like, yeah, online your privacy online, even how it's like, even how now your personal conversations are kind of public. Yeah, because like anyone could just like you know yeah. screenshot it, post it, and send it out to the world. Especially if you're a famous person, like, right? Which, come on, like we said, Jonah Hill, you're dating a surfing influencer. You think, you know, things go... Yeah, you set yourself up for this. Set yourself up for this, yeah. Yeah, at, at a certain point, if you if you don't marry this girl and get her pregnant, it's... And even then, it's probably going to come out a few years later anyway. But, like, yeah, at a certain point, you know what's going to happen here. Right. If you don't, if both of you don't walk away from the situation. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I mean, it's it's lame. It's It's pretty... Like, I just think... I just think sharing the the most egregious thing to me was her Sarah Brady's sharing of these um, quote unquote toxic text messages in her Instagram stories with the giant like fuchsia sparkly TikTok graphics. Saying, <laughs> it goes beyond the sharing. Yeah, yeah it saying things like toxic narcissist, like making it cute in the way <laughs> of, of the TikTok graphic, like making it cute is yeah. just really really fucking um pathetic in this way like i don't i don't know i think that should be shamed more than jonah hill's behavior yeah i see no one talk about that yeah like not now we're sharing in 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 the in the tiktok aesthetic of like cuteness it's just really weird i don't know um but you know what i love jonah hill he's a talented actor loved him if he's in another good movie uh, that's great you know what i mean like i don't think I don't think talented people have to be perfect people, and I don't think he did anything that's necessarily like a Harvey Weinstein or, you know, even like a Crystal Leo or, you know, like he just yeah. was in there. Yeah. No, yeah. And I also, too, with things like uh, anytime something is like a specific personal relationship between two people, it's just hard for me to judge it one way or the other. Right. You know what I mean? Because it's like relationships, you know, all types of relationships, friendships, you know, romantic, right. platonic, whatever. Like, it's, they're all weird. Yeah. And they can get weird. Uh, yeah. You know, not to bring up, like, the T.J. Miller thing with his, like, trans friend, but I don't think T.J. Miller is, like, a crazy transphobe no. because he said some fucked up things to his friend. I, right. I think that was just a weird thing between those two people. Yeah. And... It was weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I, I just think it's like, it's tough for me to, you know, you can't, I don't think you can villainize someone in a situation like this where, like, no crimes were committed. No, right. It's like, you can't just, like, villainize this guy because of a weird relationship that he had with this girl. Yeah, and it's almost like our entire culture now of, like, wanting to villainize people and, and on based on based on like one-sided uh one-sided story and we've only gotten her side totally. that's what i'm saying yeah you're yeah, right you know you're totally right yeah that is completely problematic you know yeah. it's like our our like you know villainizing people just by exposing them and everybody jumps on it like it, to me it's just like very salem witch trial-y and ridiculous you know it's very, like very yeah. it's just not um, it's like evil vince mcmahon you know, yeah. trying to give his whole is where we're only getting his side of the story, the Montreal screw job, and then it turns out, you know, no, he was in the wrong. The this whole is time. exactly like the Montreal it was screw a lot, job. It's a lot yeah. like the Montreal screw job. Yeah. So. Exactly. But yeah, it, it's just crazy. I mean, just it's crazy that it's Jonah Hill in a way, you know, you didn't think you're watching super bad, you know, you never knew yeah, the no, kid he, from Super Bad. Yeah, you know, it'll be it's interesting to think about his career from accepted 
Yeah, to accepted. Now, wow. Yeah. Which is, that's a, yeah. So there you go. Yeah, accepted. And um, I don't know. Yeah. I think Jonah Hill's really talented. I think this is very trashy. And I think he should think, I hope his current wife has a private Instagram. That's what I hope for him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I've got really nothing else to say about this. Yeah, you know, I think both people come off terribly. <laughs> this, I think both people come off awful. I know. Yeah, but I, yeah, love him in Wolf of Wall Street. All right, yeah. uh, moving on to another uh, kind of juicy, um, scandalous relationship. We just found out last week that this one has more of a happy ending, though. Yeah, at least. Yeah. yeah, it started out maybe maybe we're like putting scandal on it. But maybe it wasn't really scandalous, and it does scandal kind of, not the right, juicy. I think is a better word. Than okay, scandal. yeah, juicy, juicy relationship between Rashida Jones and Ezra Koenig. Ko- that- Koenig. Koenig, Ezra Koenig, I think so, um, yeah. lead singer of Vampire Weekend. Um, apparently, I, I didn't know that they were they're married with a kid. Right? They're married, currently yeah, married they, with a kid. They, it, I should have looked up if they're married. They definitely have a kid. They I think they kid. are married. I think they are married at this point. Yeah. And um, I don't know how we stumbled upon this, like, article about them. But speaking of Jonah Hill, like, they they first are, quote, unquote, picture together in 2014 at a party for the brand uh, opening ceremony while they were both dating other people. Yes. But they're all in a photo together with... None other than toxic gaslighter predator Jonah Hill. Than the toxic gaslighting animal Jonah Hill. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so it's so the picture is it's Jonah Hill, it's Ezra Koenig and his girlfriend at the time, um, Nadja Wrangle. Nadja Wrangle. Or she something. seems kind of like a private person. I couldn't really find anything on I her. I couldn't find anything on her. Yeah. She seems like she's kind of receded, and so good for her. Jonah Hill, you should date her. Okay, she seems she seems private. You should yeah, date, you yeah. Should date she Nadia. Look, look, into, look into Nadia. Come on. Um, uh, yeah. So it's it's Jonah, it's Ezra, and his girlfriend from the time, and then Rashida Jones. And Ezra is in between Rashida Jones and his girlfriend of that time. Yeah, Ezra had his has his hand around his arm around Rashida, both ladies' shoulders, and so his hand is like lightly touching Rashida Jones's um, white denim jacket. She's wearing a white denim jacket. He's wearing a New York Yankees jersey. Yeah. (laughs) Come on. These two are meant for each other. (laughs) They're both wearing like distinguished tops at this party. You know? Distinguished. Yes. Um... Yeah, I have a, a, you know, a note, a note I have here. All right, so should we, are we going through the timeline? We're just going to go through the timeline here? Um, I don't know. I mean, I kind of did like a condensed version of the timeline. So they meet in 2014 at this uh, this opening ceremony party. And then she does um, his podcast, right? She does, she reads a story on his she podcast. She read a story on his radio show, which I guess okay. is podcast. Like but maybe a serious show, show yeah. about, the t- about like going to Michael Jackson's house and then. And the daughter next, of Quincy Jones. Yes, she is the daughter of the daughter Quincy of Jones. Quincy Jones is how she got there. And his her mother is the actress from Twin Peaks. I don't remember her name, but she oh. plays. Yeah, she's in Twin Twin Peaks. Um, she's really beautiful. Her, uh, Peggy Lipton, I think her name I is think Peggy. That, yeah. Peggy sounds right. Peggy Lipton, she's gorgeous. She, what's her name? And she's one of the best characters in Twin Peaks. She's so beautiful. Um, that's her mother. So yeah, very famous parents. Um, but the next, I think, like uh, distinguished time they were pictured together is in 2015 at. Hames New Year's New Year's Eve party. The band Hame. Oh, the God. super girl group. The super indie pop. I mean, this thing about Hame and about Rashida Jones and Edgar Koenig—they're kind of part of this like indie pop elite. Yeah, that is just so insufferable. Rashida Jones and Ezra—they're both Ivy League. 
Rashida went right. to Harvard. He went to Columbia. So right. we got a live she, lead. She has famous parents. So, like, she's going to Harvard. It's not that impressive. Because they could totally just, like, pay their way into Harvard. Like, let's not kid ourselves. Oh, I mean, yeah, still, imp- still impressive, but not that impressive. But, Sorry. Yeah, no, but but just that's the <laughs> circle that they run in. Right, this exactly. Is, they are, this is an Ivy League. Yeah. Ivy Leaguers here. Right. And they're and then Hames in the, in the mix. They're at Hames New Year's Eve. And I... I hate Haim. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I really... And is it jealousy? Probably. Probably a little bit of jealousy. But I think... The, the, you wish you were one of the Haim girls. Oh, sure. Yeah, I wish I had sisters I could just switch instruments <laughs> with. And But the, I really, like, one of the reasons why I started to... I think what sticks out in my mind is, like... I, I really had to, like, think about this. Like, why... Explore your hate, Caitlin. Why do you hate Haim? And I think it, like... I, I, it really stems from this story I heard about them that um, they said... they were, I, I don't know. But I guess they were... They they talked about like when they were younger and they would all like eat dinner together and then like mm. after dinner they would like wash dishes while listening and harmonizing to Joni Mitchell and I was Ugh. like what exactly exactly wow. like yeah. if your if your family dinner table is not a war zone I can't relate to you I cannot relate to you <laughs> you know like who after di- family dinner is like hey guys what should I put on hissing of summer lawns or Joni Mitchell's blue okay let's okay yeah hissing of summer lawns totally and then they just like harmonize to like Joni Mitchell like are you kidding me yeah, no, I mean I my, you know I was the only child my our dinner table was pretty civilized but there was no harmonizing of uh of, of classic music going on. I I have one older brother. I wanted to be a vegetarian. My mother said, no, you'll die. She was Italian. She only <laughs> cooked meat. Was I happy at the dinner table? Pretty much never. Pretty much never. Did I run out of there as soon as dinner was over? I think so. I think so. Also, mm. yeah, like, it's just, I just, there was no harmonizing to any records of any folk heroes after dinner. You know no. what I mean? No. I'm pretty sure we all retreated into our own corners and recovered covered from having to spend time together pretty sure that's how town you know like this is crazy and also i feel like um so is it jealousy yes it's jealousy absolutely it's jealousy but also i feel like the whole thing with paul thomas anderson and and alana Haim. you know how she was in um his movie licorice pizza Uh, oh yeah she was in that movie i mean he literally wrote it for her he like because i guess because i was reading about it because he um so he he emailed Haim and asked them predatory behavior. Yes, Honestly, yes. Predatory behavior. PTA. I'm gonna put a. I'm gonna make an Instagram story with PTA and there, and I'm gonna do a little like TikTok graphic. Toxic. It's gonna be sparkly. It's gonna be adorable. Um, I love. I love exposing predators in, a, in an adorable way. Um, but so I guess he emailed them asking if they wanted him to direct some of their music videos, and they were like, "Yeah, totally." And then. Um, and then from the article I read, like he directed like three of them. And then uh, this is what the article said. And then at one point under his breath, he's standing us to Alana Haim and he says under his breath, I'm going to put you in a movie. It's like, oh, my God. That's kind of, you know. Paul Thomas Anderson said that. Yeah. Yeah. Under his breath. That's more offensive than Jonah Hill's texts to me. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I don't know. There's just something about them that is just too likable. They just, it's just, there's, there's going to be, yeah. The same girls, you mean? Yeah. They're just too likable. It's annoying. Um, And I think the thing with Paul Thomas Anderson is weird. I just, I don't know. I feel like it's an emotional (laughs) affair. It's it's at least an emotional affair. He's he's got a muse. They've got a muse thing going on. Yeah, there's something going on there. That that does sound weird. The auteur and the muse. Mm, I don't know. I'm suspicious. Anyway, continuing with Ezra and Rashida. um, The next note I have is that they're pictured together at Jimmy Fallon's Labor Day party. 
right? Did you see yeah, that? Yeah, I did see that. They were sitting together outside of Jimmy Fallon's Labor Day party. And it seemed like they were talking about why Jimmy Fallon wasn't invited to Hames' um, New Year's Eve party. <laughs> That's what I imagined when I saw <laughs> it's them. A pretty, yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Sitting at the table. Um, and then they were also pictured courtside at Mark Ronson. Oh, with Mark Ronson at a Knicks game, right? Yeah, and that was apparently her ex-fiance. I, I thought the interesting things for these pictures were there was a lot of Ezra Koenig sitting down while Rashida Jones and Mark Ronson were like on their feet screaming together. Interesting. Interesting. There was multiple pictures of Ezra Koenig kind of just sitting down while Rashida Jones and Mark Ronson are like screaming at something happening in the game. I mean, that's a that's a window. That's you know? a little bit of a window. That's yeah, a I mean, little bit of a I think window. I, I kind of get like, you know, cause if this is her ex fiance and then you go to a game with your you're your woman now and her ex-fiance and they're both just up and screaming together it feels a little like weird yeah that's a little weird to me i don't know yeah i mean it's almost like they're that movie uh jess and celeste forever you know it feels a little jess and celeste forever I mean, yeah wow yeah. if you ha- if you haven't we did a whole podcast about that go back into our our, uh, our episodes Get into the archives you can yeah. really hear all about jess and celeste forever jesse and celeste forever sorry jesse and celeste forever um, yeah, and that's the thing. They, they're always hanging out with indie elite people, like Mark Ronson. He's another, like, indie elite. He's a British elite. music producer. Like, yeah, yeah, but he yeah. produced, like, Amy Winehouse. I mean, he's not... He's not. Pretty... Oh, yeah, he's the guy who did Amy Winehouse. Oh, wow, yeah, okay. he's, yeah. like, you know, he's definitely... Oh, he did, like, uh, Gaga's Joanne album. Yeah, it's like, a big time. Okay. Oh, yeah, and it's, like, I just feel like with this couple, they're so, like... Yeah, indie elite, kind of like twee taste makers. And I just wish there was a picture of them hanging out with like Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly, like sticking out their tongues that they also painted black. You know what I mean? Like, can they ever get trashy? They're just always wearing like, you know, like, oh, we're just wearing our striped boat shirts and we're just at like, you know, Hames party. It's like, can you yeah. just can you just do something like can Ezra Koenig be, be photographed reading, like, Jessica Simpson's autobiography? Just something. Just give us something, you know? Does yeah. it always have to be, like, cool and hip? With these two, it does. Yeah. Oh, it totally does. Uh, I was listening to, like, some Vampire Weekend today and tried just revisiting the, the, the time of Vampire Weekend. It's very twentwee tens. Oh! That's what, I've, that's what I'm calling that era now. It was the twentwee tens, because it is, wow. <laughs> yeah. Shocking. I mean, even the band name is pretty twee. Band name, very twee. Uh, I think that... Well, this song... I, I think that she always loved this song, Oxford Comma, from them. Because this feels like it would be right up her alley. Okay. song's called Oxford Comma. And the first <sighs> line in the song... Exactly. First <sighs> line of the song is... Who gives a fuck about an Oxford Comma? What? I don't think I'm singing the uh, the rhythm of it right, but yeah, it's who gives a fuck about an Oxford comma is the first line. I could see Rashida Jones just kind of like bouncing to it and like all horned up at the Oxford comma song. So is an Oxford comma just like... uh... It's the penultimate comma when you're listing like a list of things. I guess in the Oxford Dictionary, they put a comma after the last thing and before the word and. Okay. So there's just like an extra comma that it gets is in a, only the Oxford Dictionary does. I mean, already fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fucking indie rock about grammar. Yeah, so you there you elitist, go. Elitist, you elitist yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. Sorry, why did I get so angry about that? I think because I'm really bad at grammar. Again, it's jealousy. Again, it's my own jealousy. <laughs> but oh so, my god. Yeah. So it was. It was as I've said. It was a shocking listen back. Uh, and doesn't really hold up. I mean, they're all right. Yeah. A lot of, like, uh, him doing, like, a, 
There's a lot of that, uh, and I just can't stop thinking about Rashida Jones like dancing and like getting into the Vampire Weekend. Oh, totally. Um, I wrote my biggest revelation from this whole thing is: uh, Did you see Rashida Jones hip hop dancing Instagram videos? No. At the no. end of yeah, oh yeah. So she does hip hop dancing videos. I that was the biggest revelation from this whole thing for me. All right, is Rashida hip hop dancing on Instagram in like in like some dance studio? Okay, well that's a little like you know not so. I mean that's kind of an embarrassing thing to reveal. That's not necessarily an Oxford. <laughs> that's not an Oxford comma song. No, you know, that's no. kind of showing a yeah. little bit of vulnerability. I, yeah, I can appreciate yeah, that. She's, she's getting into it. Okay. Um, she also had a quote in two thousand seven. Uh, she likes she likes a guy who's a practicing Jewish guy. Okay. Uh, she said in 2007, my boyfriends tend to be Jewish and also practicing. I don't see it as a necessity, but there's something about about it that I connect with for some reason. She's okay. Jewish too. I looked up, so she's Jewish as well. Ezra Koenig. You know what's you know as we can all tell from the name he is Jewish. Okay, and I also think she studied religion at Harvard. I don't know why I know that, wow. but I do think it. she did religious studies at Harvard. I have no idea why I know. I that. believe it. I'm running um, it. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I, I guess the scandalous thing was that so they met, they met each other while at that party with Jonah Hill yeah. while they were they both had sick because she was dating Colin Jost at she the time. She was connected to Colin Jost at the So time. they met at this party while they both had uh, significant others. And then they kind of like it seemed like pretty quickly after that. Over the next two years they were together. They Yeah they got so like did they kind of get in you know did did the hand on the denim white jacket did it mean more than just a photo op? You know, I wish was we had. That, I wish we had more from that part. We don't know. You know, it's. I mean, but a picture does tell a thousand words, and yeah. that picture it really tells a lot there. It did seem like it. Um, yeah, they're just like insufferably smart, hip, good-looking, happy. You know, yeah. it's just like you know when is when is someone gonna when is Sarah Brady gonna out Ezra Koenig for <laughs> being a controlling ex-boyfriend? Yeah, oh no, my yeah, god! When, when's that juice coming out? Yeah, it, another interesting thing about them. Yeah, she is eight years his senior, so she's eight years older than him. Which yeah, which we related to because I'm six years older than you. Yeah, so, so it's you know it's a little bit like us. It's a little bit like us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah so, like, I totally went to Harvard and my parents are famous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I went to Brookdale Community College. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so so there you go. Sexy. Uh, it's my Columbia. Sexy. Yeah, um, I think that's really all the notes I have at this point. Uh, yeah. with this, it's 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 a happy relationship. Yeah, it's a relationship I love. It's I love. It's a relationship I need uh, <laughs> in, in this life. Uh, and I wish them all the best. Yeah, we're big. Yeah, they're yeah. our they're our favorite celebrity couple. Obviously, my um, favorite celebrity couple. Yeah, Ezra, Ezra. Koenig and Rashida Jones. Yes. Um, the good, Ju- you know, uh, uh, say la vie. <laughs> Yes, that's what I, that's my final take on these two. Yes, um, yeah, I just think they're they're just aspirational and there's something to to look up to. Yes, um, yeah, just they're they're both Ivy League, they're both in the entertainment industry, and they're both Jewish, and I I just want to be like them. Yes. Um, all right, moving on to our final topic for this epic episode we have here on Entertainment Entertainment. Um, oh, love. Good love theme rolling through all this. Again, it's just one of our positive episodes. It happens all of a sudden. You know, we, we tend to be pretty cynical people. Yeah. And then we just talk about topics like like this, and it just comes out really positive. It's really great. Yeah. Um, our final uh, final topic um, is we finished watching The Idol. 
Uh, we watched the last two episodes on Saturday. Yeah, watched, got through it, got through the season finale. And I loved it. I love it. I love it. it. I've yeah. been from day one. I've been like, this show is awesome. Yeah. Uh, um, and I stand behind that. This is a great show. It's my favorite show since White Lotus. I kind of agree. Yeah. Favorite show since White Lotus. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't even know what else to say about it. It's my favorite show <laughs> since White Lotus. I love it. Yeah. I wrote, yeah, I wrote, uh, it's a triumph for the weekend. I don't understand all the hatred that the weekend is getting. I agree. He was so good in this. I think he was so good in it. Yeah. Like, he was literally funny. Like he made he was me hilarious. laugh yeah. out, like laugh out loud, despite myself. Like I just feel like his at the the last two episodes when he kind of starts his his decline into like coke madness. His coke unwinding, is yeah, his so coke funny. mad, yeah, it's so good. Like they, yeah. I think they overlined his um his eyes with eyeliner, and it worked so well for him having like crazy eyes. Like yeah. he just had like really like accented eyes, and also like symbolically when the rat tail started to <laughs> yeah. um get messy. Like, yeah, his hair started frizzing, I and mean, the that, yeah, it was to amazing. Me, the, Disinter- the the kind of like yeah the coming undone of the rat tail symbolizing his mental state coming undone yeah. is hilarious and yeah and the culmination all when he you know this is spoiler alerts obviously but the culmination all for like the the very end where like she brings him on stage mm-hmm. and it's like this is my boyfriend and then she basically I forget what the exact thing she whispers to him but she basically is like you're gonna be in my shadow forever yeah and she he do- says like I own you now go, yeah go stand over there yeah yeah <laughs> amazing and yeah. then he does this like shock to like coked out turn to the yeah. crowd which is like the funniest thing I've ever seen yeah. on TV it was so good it was really funny yeah like yeah. an absurd I mean it's yeah. kind of like yeah. it was a hyper, hyper a lot of hyperbole a lot of absurdity and parody in the show um, visually it's beautiful visually it's like stunning it's really well shot yeah, um, it's, it's, it's great like to look at the character Destiny I don't know right Destiny played is like, by uh, Divine Joy Randolph she was really good in she it she was great but yeah. there was a part in the episode 4 which I think the, the episode before the finale was my favorite episode of the season yeah um, okay. i just think it was the best like the, the episode before the penultimate if you will yeah. uh episode was my favorite i just feel like and in this episode um destiny just the way they lit her it's like she was nothing um a lot of times she was like lit against like very dark background so with like her dark skin she just had this like you know gorgeous diamond necklace on and then her like really red lips and like she just looked like so regal like she was just like mm-hmm. in this i don't know the silhouette like the way they the lighting in it, it was so good and like yeah i just feel like at times where like it was very visual and like and like um it, it seemed like there was a lot of like intention in, in the aesthetics which i really appreciated i you also know? like that very much great <laughs> great aesthetics like lily rose depp's ass right, <laughs> right. i mean there was like a I think it was from the fourth episode. It was like this starts with like a montage of like the LA Hills and then it's like Lily Rose Depp and uh Isaac played by Moses Sumney's asses. <laughs> and it's just like that. Yeah. It's like, and it's like the aesthetics of all three of those things. Yeah. And then um, the girl from Red Rocket, I, she plays Chloe. Um, Susanna Sun, who yeah. I will always call Strawberry. I know, Strawberry. <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah, she's always Strawberry. Only because Red Rocket is like one of the best movies that's come out in like. Yeah, Red Rocket was so it's good. It's so good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, this, this, this show was definitely a celebration of the tight, plump ass. Um, it was like, it's all, it was all about a tight, juicy ass and little tits. 
that's what it was to celebrate because 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 her mm-hmm. ass is like completely out during the um the like final uh, audition when yeah, she, like, no, she's like dancing around around in booty shorts yeah and, uh, and, and she's got a great little butt chunky little tight butt this show was definitely a celebrity, and I enjoyed it personally. I had a great time looking at everyone's ass. Everyone had a great ass. Everyone had great bodies. It was a in the joy show. to yeah. look at everyone's was, great it ass. It was a celebration of the human body. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I don't understand the hate for this show. I thought, it, yeah, I thought it was like there was a lot of social commentary. Aesthetically, it was beautiful. Everyone looked good. Everyone was well acted. It was yeah, well acted, funny. Uh, yeah, like one of our favorite moments too is when the producer, one of the famous, like that famous. Mike Dean. Mike Dean, he gets introduced and then comes out of hot boxing a limo. And I saw people like ripping this scene. I'm like, that was amazing. Just this guy showing up hot boxing a limo with a gigantic bong is like, it's the greatest. And then it's like, actually, this guy who's like produced. So many legendary albums. Like, beautiful like tar- my beautiful target. All of Kanye. He did all of Kanye's stuff. Yeah. Beyonce's most recent one. Like, like yeah. he's like, you know, he's like done so much where it's like, and, and they actually got him to be in the show. It's amazing. And he's making fun of himself. I and think he's, he's yeah, making and he's fun completely, of himself. Completely. Yeah, like, yeah. Taking the piss out of himself. I just yeah. think people are really stupid yeah. and they don't yeah. understand, uh, not necessarily metaphors, but they don't understand. Yeah, exaggeration to make a point. You know what I mean? They just take everything very literal. <laughs> very very literal. Because I am like a lot of the complaints about uh, the the show or about like how unhinged the weekend was on set, and they turn and the weekend turned this whole show into a show about the weekend. I'm like, did the weekend do that or did the weekend's character do that? Right. And they're just like saying what the arc of the because it sounds like you're just saying what the arc of the show was. Yeah, and you're buying into it hook, line, and sinker. And like, Lily Rose Depp came out and said that like she's never felt safer on set. She had a great time working with the weekend. Yeah, like, she's had nothing but positive things to say about yeah. the weekend and uh, Sam Levinson, the guy who created it. Yeah. yeah. So whatever, I, I don't care. I, even if they're even if he did have like a bad even if he was a toxic presence on set like it was a good show also yeah what people, do I care people need to get comfortable with the idea that all the entertainers you love are egomaniacs I know like a completely self-centered egomaniacs right and that's okay yeah and that's fine exactly you think they got like you said no one hmm. no one of these people have got to where they they, they've gotten without stepping on some fucking necks. Yeah, it's the same thing. I've said it before about Ellen. I'll say it again about Ellen. Like, no one is Ellen for 20 years without, like, clawing her way yeah. to the top ruthlessly. And that's what this show did a good job of showing. Like, Jocelyn is not a victim. Like, she's not. She's also kind of... Um, not, not calling her a predator, but she's also, like, taking not a benevolent person. Like, she's her, her that one guy who's, like, the gay... Xander? Uh, Xander, yeah. Like, her whole thing was Xander. Made by Troy Savon. Yeah, he was really good. He but, was like, great. you know, her... And, and also, yeah, like, her whole thing with kind of, like, preventing him from, from, from singing and, like, and making him be electrocuted. You know, like, so even if she was the quote-unquote victim yeah she in was this. the villain in that scene she yeah. was like the total villain in that scene right yeah. so that's what i'm saying they're showing that like you know even if even if like she is necessarily a victim for a moment with in this relationship with tedros she's also not a perfect person and does things that are bad you know what i mean yeah. like you can have bad shit happen to you and still be a complicated bad person like come my, on i've said it before you know? i'll say it again my favorite line from the last black man in san francisco people aren't one thing yeah yeah is everyone is multi-dimensional everyone has there's good and bad to everyone yeah it's ridiculous yes yeah. you're yeah um and and i thought the show did a really good job of also like um, kind of showing what Sarah Brady is doing, which is using your quote-unquote trauma to sell your 
sell your brand. You know what I mean? Because when Tedros... Oh, yeah, she does. That's what she does in the show. Yeah, yeah. When Tedros is like, she needs to sell tickets. And then immediately she's on... She's just talking to her iPhone about her trauma and crying to... The only goal like, is... This to, is just me and you guys. Yeah, this I'm only is, talking to you guys and I promise you. Yeah, there's, a so new, there's a whole new Jocelyn coming. And then it's just to sell her, t- to sell her tour. Like it does, to make sure her tour sells out. Yeah. yeah, like, just, like, yeah I, I think it did a really good job of kind of like... Um, yeah, like doing a really good job of sending up all of these kind of, um, you know, uh, set in stone power dynamics and victim, not and victim yeah. that where everyone's obsessed with and kind of like, you know, breaking them down, deconstructing them and showing them they're not, it's, everything is not black and white. No, it, and it's, it, it's ridiculous. It pokes, you know, it, it pokes fun at all of it. It pokes yeah. fun at like every side of it. Right. Like it's like Tedros is clearly a creepy psychopath. Right. You know, the all of the record pretty people clearly don't care about Jocelyn as a person at all. Right. She's just a number to them. Yeah. Like it's just all like it's like it's, And Jocelyn yeah. only cares about her herself. And Jocelyn is out for herself. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. So. She's using in you know, as we all learn by the end of it, she's using Tedros just as much as he's using her. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's it's it was a great show. Yeah. And I think the whole hairbrush thing was so funny how like it, it became this kind of absolute camp where she's just like, you know, she went from being abused by this hairbrush to like obsessively brushing her hair with it. <laughs> and then it turns out that like she was actually lying about, you know, kind of, you know, and he was yeah. like, he, kind of, which I don't think the way they revealed all of the kind of, uh, I don't know. I did think the ending wasn't, it was good, but I don't know. I didn't actually love the ending, but it, it was good. And like there were some parts, like yeah. I thought the part where all the agents were like leaning against the SoFi Stadium, and they're like <laughs> talking about Tedros, and they're like, "We destroyed him." And, and then, then they, they all started laughing. It, yeah, was, it was amazing. So funny. It was yeah. amazing. It was yeah. so funny. Like, got, yeah, got to give it up for Jane Adams as Nikki mm-hmm. Katz, uh, Eli Roth. I didn't even realize that was Eli Roth, but Eli oh. Roth played the uh, Andrew Finkelstein, the uh, agent guy. And it was so funny too. Where and then, he, uh, and then Hank Azaria, obviously, is him. Where I didn't know it was Eli Roth either, but Eli Roth, Jocelyn is like performing her song for him, and she. Basically Basically, like, basically, like mimics giving him a blowjob, and at the yeah. end, he's like, "Wow, this is amazing!" Like, he's <laughs> yeah, just like, "Yeah, what a great song." Tours back on, yeah. Tours back After on. She basically like gave him a strip just tease, gave him like a lap dance. Yeah. yeah, I thought it did a really good job of like, you know, yeah. satirizing all these corporate. And yeah, you know. as far as like the, uh, you know, a lot of the sex scenes have been panned and stuff like this, but I do feel like the show does a great job of like the Greek chorus of like using other mm-hmm. like it's like every gross thing with Tedros and uh, Jocelyn there's like a pan to the assistant right Leia just being like horrified right and it's great yeah. like it's- and she's she is the Greek chorus because she leaves at the end she's yeah. like this is so fucked up yeah I thought the best part my favorite part of the whole was the whole Rob when Rob comes in the Rob's picture my favorite character one of my favorite characters in tv history is yeah. Rob. <laughs> the the like the, minor minor marvel star with the, the heart so- yeah the soft-spoken <laughs> superhero actor who's like in this new superhero movie where only 10 minutes of his face is gonna be <laughs> yeah it's like but i thought that whole part where like he comes over and then tedros and him kind of like start to almost fight with like doing shots and stuff oh my God. and just the way they filmed that and the way they like kind of built suspense into and that the weekend was amazing in that scene. yeah amazing in that I know. Yeah. I thought it, that was like my favorite scene. It like almost made me want to watch Euphoria, but I'm really stuck on Team Mom. I think right I'm now, still so. out. Oh, yeah. I mean, we got Team I think, like I said, like Team Mom's probably doing Euphoria better than Euphoria would do yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, you know. But but this was very good. I, I'll yeah. see you know, whatever Sam Levinson's going to do next, I probably will watch. 
Oh yeah, um, like visually stunning. Yeah. Visually, I loved it. Aesthetically, it was great cast. Phenomenal. Like such a well. Yeah. Ca- the show was just so well cast. Too. Yeah. Like everyone they cast was just what were these characters yeah it was great yeah i think that's a really good point about the greek chorus they really did a good because like the yeah scene, and it wasn't just leia the assistant they, they used every they used yeah. everyone as the greek chorus to be like anytime there was like a weird thing going on there was a constant pan to a character just being like Whoa. like they just smelt a fart yes, yes like yeah. it was great yeah. yeah like when he was like when she was singing and he was like basically like fingering her or something yeah. like that, and they were all watching. Like, you know, and Mike yeah. Dean was just like laughing. Yeah, Mike Dean like yeah. to Mike Dean just like laughing because yeah. it's so ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, him and the other producer guy were constantly laughing. They were just constantly laughing at any type. There was like any time there was like yeah. any type of like it felt like a fight was going to break out, then they would just be like in the background laughing, which yeah. like I thought set up the ambiance of that whole scene so well that yeah. it's just like Mike Dean's seen it all. He's seen it. He's all. seen it all in yeah. his days. Love it. But yeah, I thought it was excellent. I don't know why. I, it's, it's kind of a shame that it wasn't... Like, Lily Rose Depp should be lauded for this role. I think she did an excellent job. And I agree. I, you know, I think she is going to blow up from this. I, I, I think so. she's really... I think she's very good. Yeah. I mean, like, she's talented. She's great. I, I, she's, I'm a fan. Yeah. Fan of Lily Rose Depp. That's my... But, but it, I, I, maybe it is kind of good that it's not so lauded. You know, like, maybe it is good in... <laughs> in this day and age to do something that isn't necessarily universally liked when there is a cult of likability. Maybe yeah. that does give you a little bit more cred because people, people still like it, but yeah, yeah. maybe it is good because everybody is so like basically born again Christians now on the internet and I'm, everybody has to be, you know, I'm, I am, if I was Sam Levinson, I would be on such a high <laughs> that all the people that just mindlessly watched succession for four years <laughs> We're like, wow, what a, what if, what did you, what if, what, I'm going from succession to this on Sunday nights. Huh, wow. Like, I love that. I would be losing my mind. So, way to go, Sam Leo. I know. You know, the girls say bravo, Sarah Brady. I say bravo, Sam Levinson, for <laughs> yeah. getting the succession fans up in arms. Yeah, thank with the you. Idol. Thank you, Sam Levinson. Thank you, The Weeknd. Shaking them out of their succession cocoons. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah the best. I love it. I love The Idol. It's yeah. Yeah, my favorite show since White Lotus. Yeah. Uh, I, I would buy it on. I would buy like a box set of it. I, okay. I would own. I would own the box set Blu-ray. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was yeah. It was just really good, and I thought it was really good social commentary. I, I loved the. I, I thought the the pop music and all the pop choreography throughout so it funny. was so good, so yeah. funny, yeah, so good. I wrote down yeah, like so the the manager who was Eli Roth. He the song that she was basically singing while she was simulating fellatio on him. The 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 line in the song was like, "I can play right now, Daddy. I can play right now, Daddy." It's like it is so funny. Yeah. Just to expose how, like, you're just sold a bunch of crap, you know? Like, you really are sold a bunch of, like, oversexed crap, and then you're sold the story of their trauma, and that's what you really are buying in a way, is their story rather than their music, you know? And then, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, and then the song's all about just getting fucked. Yeah. (laughs) But it's all about her trauma. Yeah. It's, it's, it was great. Especially, like, the voice. Like, you can't even watch the voice anymore because it's the trauma, trauma Olympics. It is the trauma Olympics. It's just who's got the most fucked up story. Yeah. Yeah, like, I saw it, yeah, well, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, you can't, it's all the trauma, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I I, I, I loved it. Yeah, and I, I think I definitely will be interested in what Sam Levinson does next. Um, I still think, I, I don't know why, I still don't think I can watch Euphoria. I don't know. There's just something about teenagers having sex that much. I mean, I, I, just... hate, I hate to say 
if Maude Apatow wasn't involved, I'd be more accept, more willing to do it. Oh, well, I'm, I'm on record. I mean, she's my least favorite Nepo baby. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. But, yeah. That's that's, that's right. I'm, we, you know, I'm fine with like, Nepo babies if they're talented and they give me something, but no, Maude gives me nothing. Lily Rose Depp, phenomenal. Right, yeah. Oh, more God. More of Lily Rose Depp. She yeah, was great. I, I really do. Yeah. I really think she was so good in this. I think she's going to blow up. I think she's going to be a huge star. Yeah. I think she's going to totally blow up from this. And, yeah, The weekend. I really wasn't a fan of his. This kind of, like, turned me into a huge weekend now fan. Now I'm a big weekend fan. Yeah. Now it's like, I want to get into his music. I know. I, yeah, it was like this. Yeah, weekend, he rules. He's yeah. so good. I yeah. think the... Yeah. the the um the the rat tail coming undone as a metaphor for Tedros coming undone yeah, is like genius. the greatest thing yeah. yeah um but anyway yeah that's uh, I think that's all we really got to say any final thoughts on the idol I, I love it and I'm confused by the people who vehemently like it makes me think that people just watch HBO on Sundays without a, a second thought that's just yeah. what they do. And it doesn't matter what the show is, and they're and I'm like, is your opinion original? Is or are you just going to say what everyone says about this show? Like, do you even have an opinion? No, I don't think so. I, I did also... anyone even like Succession? Did anyone really <laughs> like Succession? That's what I want to know. I know. Is did anyone really like Succession? Please email us at entertainmententertainmentpod at gmail.com. Yeah. Let us know. Let us did know. You did you really like the, Succession? Did you really like it, or were you just saying that? Yeah. I don't know. I just think there is a cult of likability now. There is this kind of like everything has to be, you know, either morally right, morally wrong. I just think that's the culture now. And I think because this was a little like really cr- didn't give a fuck about that and had its own yeah. had its own kind of moral um, play going on. It didn't really it didn't really placate to any of the cultural like it, it kind no, of it all. turned all that it's on its head and it showed that all of this kind of like predator power dynamics are constantly changing and are not fixed into place and you can't really get the story of what happens between people in from this these one-sided kind of like exposing yeah and how they like how they like frame rob at the end right yeah yeah, i I think i think because that's our culture he was like arguably the one good character right in the whole show and then he just gets fucked and no one cares and i think this did a really good job of turning all that on its head and i think because our culture now completely depends on that that's the economy of of entertainment is exposing people and um you know making money off your trauma selling your trauma i think people don't like that i just think they they're confused i think they're so you know um controlled by the internet that they, they they don't think for themselves anymore i think you're right people don't think for themselves anymore and, yeah, that's and, what I think. I yeah. think. Yeah, I think people just watch HBO on Sunday night, and then whatever everyone is saying, that's what they say. Exactly. And I, they I think have that's no right. original thought about it either way. No. But anyway, yeah, so we're pro-idol on this entertainment, entertainment podcast, an entertaining conversation with comedians Justin Angermeyer and Kate Omake. I'm Kate Omake. I'm Justin Angermeyer. We're giving The weekend one last shout-out. Yeah. His cover of Jealous Guy. I love this cover. It's great. Yeah. yeah. So thank yeah. you, Sam Levinson. Thank you, Weekend. Thank yeah. you, Lilo Step. Thank you, everyone involved with the Idol. I had a great time watching the show. Jocelyn forever. It's a triumph. Everyone should be proud. Freak, yeah. I'm a freak, yeah. yeah. I'm a freak, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, right. guys. Yeah.